we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ed Kless with my friend and co-host Ron Baker, and on today's show, we have our interview with Eric Askerson and Ron Quaranta. Hey, Ron Baker, how you doing? I'm great, Ed. How are you? Uh, we're surrounded by Rons today. We got, you know, you, Ron <laughs> Crowanta, and of course, you know, we had Ron Re- Ron Reagan on earlier. That's right. Uh, so it's a, it's it's three of a kind. It's going to be a great show. Well, we're looking forward to this. We're going to talk a lot of blockchain and Bitcoin and all kinds of things technology related to accounting today. But let me introduce our guests first, and we'll get started right away. First, let's talk about Eric Asgerson. Eric is the president and chief executive officer of CPA.com. He has more than 20 years of experience in leading technology organizations and driving business growth. For the past 10 years, Eric has driven CPA.com's focus on cloud computing and transforming opportunities available to accounting firms and their business clients. Eric is a frequent speaker at professional conferences and is regularly quoted in the accounting and business trades. Also on the show, Ron Kuanta, who is the founder and chairman of the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance. He is a recognized expert in the field of blockchain innovation, particularly its impact in the world of financial markets. He has over 25 years of experience in the financial and services and technology sectors. Welcome to the soul of enterprise, Eric and Ron. It's great to be here, Ed and Ron. All right, super. Well, in order to prevent that from continuing to happen, what I will try to do is I'll make sure that I direct the, or we direct our questions specifically at you. And let's first start with just uh, now that I've got the, the the formal bios out. Eric, what does the president and chief executive of CPA.com do on a daily basis? What I do every day is I think about, you know, what technology is doing to the practice of accounting. And it's a, it's a thrilling time uh, for firms because, you know, their practices are changing and the value actually is, is going up. So what we do every day is we think about how we can best assist these firms in this evolution. And we're also very connected to the broader ecosystem, and that's companies, thought leaders, and we're, we're gain, gaining a lot of insights from them on how we can help the profession. And Ron, what about you? What does the founder and chairman of the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance do on a daily basis? It's an interesting question, Ed, and I appreciate it. Uh, Given how fast the world of blockchain and crypto assets evolves, as chairman of the WSBA, I really have an overarching mission to guide the strategy and development of the organization, uh, really with our mission, uh, aligning with our mission to guide and promote comprehensive adoption of blockchain technology and crypto assets across global markets. And when you look at the spectrum of our member base, which is banks and brokers and uh, hedge funds and trading organizations, as well as uh, fintech firms, accounting practices, law firms around the world, um, really this rapidly evolving technological and innovation landscape is, is really important to us. And driving that development is really the core of my day-to-day uh, activity. 
Great. And I'm going to stick with you, Ron, and say, so what what was the, the, the start, the spark of this relationship with CPA.com and Eric? To tell it from your side, and then I'll, I'll ask Eric to, to commentary as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting. Uh, I, I want to say at least three years ago or so, um, I, I, I am not an accountant by training. I, I just happen to be married to one, um, and, and she's pretty sick and tired of hearing about blockchain and crypto assets. But so many colleagues that were in the accounting profession um, individually or, or across uh, firms uh, within the nation, uh, we're trying to understand the impact of crypto assets and blockchain. And they, they began approaching the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance and myself. I've been very privileged to speak about blockchain innovation uh, at many different venues and across many different industry verticals. Uh, and I had an opportunity to have lunch uh, one day, I want to say almost three years ago, with a gentleman, uh, Greg Loffelet, who, who uh, works for Eric and, and part of the organization there, really to understand what is the coordinated effort and strategy we could bring to the market that would help the accounting profession both learn about blockchain technology as well as evolve and guide that evolution. Uh, or as I, I half-jokingly say, uh, ever since then, Eric and the entirety of the CPA.com world have been stuck with me. <laughs> okay. And Eric, what about your thoughts on that? What was what's the, the, the genesis of this relationship and how has it evolved? Well, I mean, both at you and, you know, Ron Baker at times, you know, you're, you're at, you know, events that we hold. And what we're always doing is looking at, you know, what technologies are going to, you know, impact uh, the profession, uh, the CPA and accounting profession. And clearly a few years back, uh, you know, we were well aware that, you know, blockchain was something we needed to, you know, study in greater depth. So at one of our executive roundtables. We hold this executive roundtable every year that, that I know you've attended. We bring all these technology leaders into our, our headquarters here in New York, and, and we talk about, you know, some of these technologies that are really making a huge impact on, on the profession and on, on businesses. And three, two or three years ago, we decided to uh, have a special focus on blockchain, and that's when Greg LaFall went out and uh, built the relationship uh, with Ron. And that event was a, was a huge success, and we realized that we needed to go deeper. We needed to go deeper in this category. We needed to help frame the discussion. Because I, I can tell you, three or four years ago, I, I, two years ago, I'd be sitting at, at events, at conferences, at a table uh, with, with firm leaders, with uh, leaders um, from, from you know, other, other associations related to uh, the profession, and there was a lot of fear uh, uh, and misunderstanding related to blockchain. So uh, what we wanted to do was, uh, you know, increase our understanding of it, help frame the discussion. Uh, it's really an opportunity. As we get into this today, uh, we'll see that it's a, it's a great opportunity uh, for CPAs, for, for firms, uh, in whatever category they're in, if it's in accounting, if it's in auditing, if it's in tax, uh, so what we decided a couple of years ago is we needed to go, we needed to go deeper. Um, we, uh, you know, identified that Ron and the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance were, were someone that could help us on this journey. Uh, we, uh, we formed that partnership. And I can tell you over the past, you know, year plus, uh, it's made a difference. Um, it's made a difference in, in uh, our knowledge base. Uh, we recently held a blockchain symposium with, you know, 60 leaders from around the country, Ron and, and the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance played, a, played an important role there. Um, and uh, this is just something we, we need to do more of. I mean, in today's world, uh, things are moving fast. You need to partner uh, to, to help uh, advance your cause. And uh, that's what we've done here with uh, the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance. 
And let's talk a little bit about that, Eric, and we'll get to Ron as well, but that, that about that symposium. I know I was a part of it, and thank you for having me. It was a great event, great day in, in New York, although I believe I'm, I'm on my way to Spain. It was like a, a whirlwind for me, but it was a, a fantastic uh, a session that you guys had. Talk a little bit about, I mean, you mentioned about why you're doing it, but talk a little bit about the process just so that the folks know out there. And then maybe just touch on some of the the higher level uh, uh, results and really tangible items that you are going to be doing going forward. Yeah, well, what we did there was, I mean, at this stage with blockchain, you, and we, you know, we can talk about, you know, where we are in the evolution in some ways. If you compare this, you know, to the Internet, it's like 1995 or two, probably 2000. And we're all trying to understand, you know, what is this going to mean uh, to the different business processes, to the different areas um, of, of accounting. And what we did with this event was we said, let's, let's look at a number of categories. Let's look at accounting. Let's look at audit. Let's look at tax. Um, let's look at, you know, regulatory environment. Let's look at education in, in re- relation to all of these and we we did some pre-survey work. We got some you know really you know uh, good questions uh, from this this group of uh, of experts from around the country that were in firms and in companies and, and also just uh, you know thought leaders. And what we did was we we, we brought everybody together and and, and we discussed uh, these questions in, in, in breakout sessions. And uh, we identified, you know, things that we want to we want to further research, and we, we basically put together a summary report um, of of these discussions. And where and what we're doing now is we're moving into the next stage, both with the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance and internally at the AICPA. At the AICPA, uh, they're establishing more formal, you know, work streams and leveraging some of the technical committees to advance uh, what needs to be done uh, from a guidance standpoint in, in those different areas. And with the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance, uh, we're just going to continue to work um, in going out to the broader marketplace and, and making sure um, we're, we're bringing in uh, inputs outside of, uh, outside of the AICPA. So that's kind of the two paths we're going on right now. If you, and Barry Vallance and the CEO of the AICPA has described this at times, where in, in today's world we need uh, to move for, fast with some, you know, non-official kind of working groups, and then at the same time we need to work through our, our standard-setting process and our technical committees. Uh, so today, like the Auditing Standards Board and, and others, have, have blockchain uh, on their agenda, and that's, that's advancing some of, uh, you know, the... The, the guidance that's going to be needed in, in this category. And at the same time, we're going to continue to do exploratory efforts uh, with Ron and his group. And we can, we can talk a little bit more. We should, you know, we can talk with Ron a little bit more in detail about each one of these categories, but you really need to look at it by category. You can't just talk about blockchain, you know, across the profession. It's just, it's just too broad. Yes, agreed on that, and we'll we'll definitely get to to some of those details. But we got about two minutes before our first break. Just want to bring in Ron again and and ask uh, based on what uh, Eric just just said and said that you know you you at the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance will be a big part of this going forward. How does this interaction with with CPAs and the profession help the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance in formulating where you go you're going? 
Yeah, good question. And and really, when you look at the de- demographics of our organization and, and really the impact of blockchain technology, one of the things we're, we're really focused on, and, and Eric alluded to it a bit, was um, what we call the cross-pollination across these different industry groups. And, and by way of example, um, we have a whole bunch of attorneys for you know that I mentioned earlier that are part of our legal working group. But one of the conversations they constantly raise to us and still do now is um, perspectives in the accounting profession regarding taxation and audit. So you have this cross-pollination across the different groups. And the partnership, in my mind, really is an opportunity for the WSBA and, and this entire ecosystem to do two things. One is the WSBA working, uh, to Eric's point earlier, really to be an on-ramp or, or, or feeder of information into a, a global organization like AICPA and CPA.com to have a finger on the pulse of where cryptogra- blockchain rather, uh, and crypto assets are evolving and using that kind of virtuous circle, that symbiotic relationship to take the work AICPA is doing and propagate that through different industry segments and industry verticals that will be impacted. So um, looking at taxation, looking at, at audit, doesn't just uh, impact directly the, the accounting professional, but it accounts their clients, and they're trying to understand how this evolution looks over time across different industries. Sure, sure. That's good good stuff. All right, well, I think we set the table really well, gentlemen. Thanks for this. We're, we're up against our first break. We want to remind our audience that you can t- contact Ron and me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Of course, our website is thesoulofenterprise.com, where we post show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. And you can also listen to our archive page, where all 211 previous episodes are. Uh, but right now, a word from our sponsor, Leading Results. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is your website just a brochure or is it your best salesperson? If your site is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading results. We build websites and marketing programs that impact your bottom line. Using HubSpot or WordPress, we'll create a website and supporting marketing program that gets your business found, converts web visitors to leads, and provides clear tracking on what is and is not working. Learn about our team and approach to your success. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have, but have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. 
Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Eric Askerson from CPA.com and Ron Quaranta from the Wall Street Journal Blockchain Alliance. And gentlemen, uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on how blockchain specifically will impact assurance services or audit in firms. You know, there's a lot of worry out there that, well, gee, if everything's on the blockchain, you don't need audits anymore. Uh, so what what it, what would be your response to that, and and how do you see it impacting the audit profession specifically? And Eric, I guess I'll start with you. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, you know, first off, I would just say that technology, you know, has been changing the way auditors work, you know, for the past you know decade, and it's going to continue to change how they work. You just think about. How, how they're, they're accessing evidence and information today. So with, with the blo- blockchain, this could be a more dramatic change. But I think what, what you need to do is you need to think about, okay, what are we talking about here? Is it, is it public blockchains and, you know, transactions being in pl- public blockchains like Bitcoin? Is it permission-based blockchains, private blockchains? Um, and in, and then there's assurance needs outside of that around you know configuration of systems and there'll always be assurance needs and, and estimates. So when you start looking across um, the, the the overall auditor and assurance role, there's probably going to be some tremendous new opportunities. And just let's go into the the permission-based blockchains, these private blockchains. I've had discussions with some very large firms, uh, you know, big four firms around. There is great desire um, in in groups that are creating permission block permission based blockchains to have assurance work done in them. What we what needs to happen is uh, there needs to be uh, you know guidance and, and potentially standards related to how to go about um, uh, auditing. Uh, or providing assurance uh, to a permission-based blockchain, but the the, peop- the firms that are thinking about that, it's actually a, a significant uh, revenue opportunity. And then when you look at the public blockchains, um, you know we've got we've got the, the Bitcoin example. Um, it's going to take a long time uh, for there to be adoption uh, on on the client side and to really make an impact in, say, the, the, the financial uh, statement audit process. But over time, it, it, there's clearly potential for it to do that, just like there's going to be increased uh, technology advancements in how, um, you know, bank confirmations and other things are done today, even without blockchain. Uh, so there's going to be greater efficiencies put into place in gathering evidence. But when we look at just the future auditor role, that's okay because, you know, as you, as you think about the tax space and automation there and the inputs and you think about um, uh, accounting services and automation, the key thing is for the firms just to be looking at the, the, the higher value and, and the greater insights that they can provide um, because even if they're, if, if they're looking at their clients' information, some of them are in a, uh, a transaction that's in a blockchain and it doesn't require confirmations, uh, there still is going to be the need for assurance um, in that marketplace. And when you hear people talk about um, how, uh, in, you know, these cryptocurrencies are going to truly evolve and you're going to have this new future of value um, in, in, in blockchain systems, the role of regulation and the role of, of auditors and the role of lawyers 
is critically important. And, and I've been at events with Ron where we've had a lot of the, the crypto asset, you know, uh, market makers, and they are really looking for the auditors and the lawyers to come into the market. So that's the message that we've been sending out there that, you believe it or not, um, there really is uh, assurance growth opportunities, and there will be assurance needs um, even as things um, continue to advance from a from a automation uh, standpoint uh, due to the blockchain technology. So, so I'll stop there, Ron, and uh, and I'll let you expand further. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Go ahead. I would I would mirror Eric a lot of your your comments about that. And what, you know, when you look at the core of what a blockchain is meant to accomplish, where transactions are already confirmed as true and accurate, from the perspective of the accounting professional and the perspective of the audit function we're really beginning to see what amounts to an evolution in that role. And it's important to realize that even in the face of that technological innovation that, that blockchain represents, that doesn't change the importance of what we'll call broadly the qualitative elements that would be required from an auditor. Um, I, I know in, in popular media you'll sometimes hear uh, blockchain means the end of the audit function, blockchain means the end of lawyers and banks. I actually argue different. I argue that the auditor of the future will be even more important and even, I would argue, even busier. Uh, and, and Eric, hitting on your point real quickly about private blockchains, one of the popular misconceptions out there, uh, unfortunately, in, in popular uh, culture is that there is a blockchain. But in truth, uh, particularly for private blockchains, there will be a multitude of them. Uh, and we hear this question all the time. What does the accounting profession think about these multiple private blockchains, how will we interact with them? And so uh, to, to kind of close off your point there, I agree with you, the future of the audit function and the future of the uh, importance of that function in the context of a multi-blockchain world will, will really be part of the future dialogue here. Yeah, and if you want to just to drill down a little further, like smart contracts, you, there needs to be assurance in a smart contract uh, you know, to make sure it's doing what it's intended to do, and there's no there's no fraud there. And you know, if we if if you people, what example we could talk about? You know, a permission based blockchain example. If it's you know going to be in the you know title insurance market or some market where there might be you know ten, fifteen, twenty different entities, uh, someone's going to have to verify that it's it's acting as it, as it, it's intended to. So when you so there, there's just a couple of examples uh, for the listening group, and w when you're dealing with the public blockchains, there's going to be you know configuration of systems. Uh, there's going to mm -hmm. be other things that are uh, that are outside of just the transaction. And w over time, the audit's not going to be about just it's not going to be about confirming the transaction. It's going to be um, providing assurance uh, that. Uh, you know the, the financial, the overall financial statements um, uh, are accurate, and in addition to that, it's going to be about you know providing additional insights uh, to to the business about you know where where there potentially could be some errors in in, in their information, where there could be uh, some some things that are not um, you know going as, as as well as they could be based on you know the the vertical that they're in because with auditors today. Are you know getting more and more specialized, and they will be providing you know that type of additional uh, uh, advisory guidance type of services on top of uh, the assurance that they're providing today. Eric, let me let me 
dive in on the assurance on, say, like smart contracts. I read about a, a Japanese company called uh, the Hosho Group. I hope I'm saying that right. That provides a test, third-party attest services on smart contracts. I'm assuming that some of this assurance work is not just going to be done by CPAs with their traditional audit monopoly on the financial statements. This could be opened up to other other competitors. What what would you say to that? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll make a comment, and there's, there's others that are, are that are you know closer to uh, this than I am. But what I think you know the, the profession needs to do, you know, if you look at things such as sock reports and how uh, the you know the evolution of of uh, you know SAS seventy to 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 sock reports and what you know and and how that played an important role. And you know, confirming uh, you know that the systems were you know operating you know per the trust principles, and what needs to be done here with uh, potentially with smart contracts is you need a a uh, a SOC like standard around a smart contract that a CPA firm uh, potentially uh, not potentially would follow, and then that assurance service. Um, it would fall under the you know the regulation of uh, of the CPA licensure, and that's something that a, that a firm would provide. So that's th- Ron. People are thinking about that. Uh, there's actually interest potentially to have a, uh, and Ron could comment on this uh, a, a SOC-like standard uh, for smart contracts that could be leveraged by firms to provide this service. Right, Ron. I'd love to hear yeah. your views on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Ron, and thank you, Eric. So, uh, when you look at Hosho, for example, and, you know, we kind of uh, intellectually break this down into two things. When you look at kind of audit of smart contracts, there clearly is the the the, the need in the future for a SOC type of standard around smart contracts are meant to accomplish at the what I'll call the technical level. Um, uh, you know, a lot of what some of these firms look at is uh, what I'll call broadly the security protocols and parameters around these smart contracts, and they'll do things like network testing, penetration testing, all of which makes sense in the context of SOC, all of which makes sense in the context of broad um, security um, and cybersecurity. Uh, and I'll still hit on the point that I think is really important because it's, again, that qualitative aspect of what is the smart contract accomplishing? What is it meant to do? So there is absolutely the important conversation around uh, it, is it, is it um, secure from a cybersecurity perspective? Is the code base secure? Uh, and I would argue a lot of blockchain technology comes from really smart technologists that are still trying to understand the industry expertise out of the accounting profession and, and law and banking, for example. So there'll still need to be that requirement of, is this smart contract, quote unquote, written properly to accomplish what the industry and this particular client would need? Right. And just right. to think about this, Ron, I mean, I, I'm not sure how many people our CPAs that are listening today, but so just I can expand a little bit, you know, uh, for maybe some non-CPA listeners. But if you think about, like, the payroll market and the need for, you know, what a what a SOC 1 report uh, does today, you know, a formerly SAS 70 report, it allows people not to have to, you know, if, you know the major payroll providers being ADP paychecks are, are into it. You know, you've you've got this the SOC, SOC report on on their systems, and then that's utilized uh, in a in a private company audit or public company audit that 
that is using their payroll service. So this would be, there'd be, you know, the marketplace, this would help the marketplace if you had this, this concept and this is something where the profession can lead around smart contracts. You said, okay, here it is. This is a smart contract and it's, it's got this quote unquote, uh, assurance report, um, that has a process and standards around it. Uh, and then that would make, uh, the use of smart contracts go up. And I think there's going to be technology services that are used to, um, provide the the uh, the actual review of of the audit so this will be but i think there's of, of the uh, of the smart contract but there there clearly is an opportunity here uh for the for the cpa firms to lead and for the profession to lead because they're very well suited in doing this type of assurance work and following processes uh and adhering to standards Sure. Well, well, guys, we're up against our next break, unfortunately, but this is fantastic. We could talk forever on this. Ed and I wonk out on it all the time. But uh, folks, I'd like to remind you, if you want to contact Ed or myself, you can send us an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. And now we want to hear from our sponsors. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Clouds come in all shapes and sizes, and the Abacus Private Cloud is the perfect fit. Abacus Cloud enables all the desktop apps you know and love while providing unparalleled security to your business. Cloud functionality gives you the flexibility to work where you want, when you want, and from any device you want. Don't waste countless hours managing IT. Take back your time. Learn more at abacusnext.com. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And here we are back on The Soul of Enterprise with Eric Askerson and Ron Kruanta. And we are talking blockchain. And this episode is not for the faint of heart. You know, guys, we haven't even talked at all about what is the blockchain. This is like the first first ever podcast I've ever been a part of that didn't go through the, all of the basics. So if you're not 
uh, if you weren't into the basics or past the basics, this episode was not for you. Uh, but l- let's talk a little bit more about some of the, the you were talking about audit, but let's talk, I guess, about the accounting side of things. Um, and Eric, as you know, we have a, a relationship here at Sage with, with well, relationship, an $800, $850 million purchase of Sage Intact. And one of the great guys who is also on the, the, at the symposium is Aaron Harris from Sage Intact. And he has a real great insight that I think is important ar- around this whole, you know, where, where is this ex- actually going to fit? And his theory is, is that the subledger systems, you know, what we, I guess, think of as the internal accounting systems, th- uh, th- they're, they're going to exist on private blockchains. And that might be private blockchains that different people su- to subscribe to. So maybe semi-private, I guess, would be a way to describe it, as opposed to just the full-on public blockchain. And there's a, I think there's a key distinction there. So um, why don't I go to, uh, uh, let's go to Ron first on that. And then, Eric, you chime in after. Yeah, Ed, thanks. And it's a good question. I mean, we, we have this conversation a lot across different industry groups. And I think what, what you're alluding to is, is a solution that's beginning to emerge that really is what I'll, I often call a hybrid blockchain. And, and it certainly makes some of my computer science friends cringe when I say that. But you're looking <laughs> at, in this instance, subledgers that are private blockchains, meaning that they maintain the same security parameters and confidentiality and privacy of client information, for example, that are pegged or, or, or register a transaction on the public blockchain that allows them to gain the benefits of public blockchain in a decentralized, distributed, anonymous, peer-to-peer, um, secure, auditable way. And, and I think it, it's very early in that conversation, quite honestly. I, 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 there was a series of work that's happening uh, around op- interoperable protocols to understand how and why should private versus public blockchains connect? What are the missions meant to accomplish uh, in, in those interactions? But I think as we look at that evolution of, of, the, of accounting broadly, that seems to me almost to be an elegant solution. How do you maintain the best benefits of public blockchain uh, that leverages cryptography and peer-to-peer technology and, and in essence allows you to operate without any trusted central authority but maintain the requirements that we all come to expect in, in day-to-day life, privacy, uh, uh, adherence with regulation, for example. And those are some of the, the initiatives that we're beginning to see. I think it'll be some time um, before we see practical solutions out there. And, and the one thing I'll leave off with is we are very far away from being, and I would argue in our lifetime, certainly, we're never going to be in a fully public, fully anonymous, fully transparent decentralized world. There are just so many laws and, and regulations to protect people uh, against that. But I think that hybrid approach might make long-term sense. Eric, share your thoughts. I completely agree. I think a hybrid approach um, uh, is, is what's going to happen and how this, you know, how new technologies are, are usually uh, adopted is through, uh, you know, niche markets. Chasm. It's you look at you know, the bowling pin analogy, and there's going to be subledgers out there, you know, that will be built into private blockchains and maybe some potentially public blockchains. I think there could be, um, uh, you know, services uh, that get disrupted with a public blockchain. If you look at, you know, the, the biggest one that people all want to disrupt is you know, the overall payment rail systems and things like that. And that, so that 
the way trans, you know, the way transactions are done. So that when when you start talking about accounting in, in the general ledger, I think um, you 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 can look at ways commerce is conducted, and the blockchain could impact that. But for the for a company's you know entire um, business operation to be in a in a blockchain, that just you know you, there's you got to put the building blocks together. It's it's just more complicated than that. So I think your point that you alluded to, and Aaron Harris alluded to on subledgers, uh, makes a lot of sense. And I, I think those subledgers could both be, you know, private uh, permission-based blockchain examples, and there may be some subledgers that can be supported uh, through through a public blockchain. And that that could be the way that that not, that most likely will be the way that that adoption grows. And now I'm going to uh, turn our attention, uh, and this great discussion conversation about uh, accounting and audit there. But let's move over to the the tax side of things. But you know, similar situation. I mean, I, I'm just envisioning here potential. Uh, I don't know where what you would call this government sponsored blockchain, uh, in in which r- relies all of the the, the you know the tax tr- recordable transactions that Uncle Sam has with regard to us for any given year. Right, um, and then we go in and just hey, verify. Yep, that's what we have too, or that kind of thing. So I, I wonder how what what's the impact potentially of blockchain on from a tax perspective? And Eric, let's let's stay with you, and then we'll go to Ron. Well, you know, I'm going to actually pass that off to Ron because Ron's been okay. You know, thinking about that more more actively recently than I have. Fair enough, Ron. You're up. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think there are a couple of things to, uh, worth noting here, and certainly from a, a tax reporting perspective. Again, if we go to the core of, of what blockchain is meant to accomplish, this, this auditable shared record, you really begin to look at what we call the streamlining of, of the payment and remittance of taxes. So um, we're beginning to even see solutions that talk about the collection of taxes from the consumer at point of purchase. Um, you're talking about taxing authorities potentially that are uh, becoming parts of blockchain networks. And so when you see that happen, we begin to look at more efficient tax reporting, more effective collection of taxes, less fraud or, you know, the elimination of avoidance of taxes or uh, conversely, uh, the n- not needing to pay uh, inappropriate taxes or paying taxes that they shouldn't have paid. And I would take that a step further because when you look at, you know, we, we often heard the joke uh, a few years back, and I don't even know if it was a joke, but from a, a political perspective, you'd hear uh, an individual tax return should be as, as small as something on, a, on, on one page or on, on, a, on a credit on a card, an index card. The conversation we have at this kind of bleeding edge of it all is you shouldn't even have to do that. What happens when regulators and tax authorities are part of the blockchain ecosystem? So I think there's a lot of work that has to happen there, just looking at the size of how the mechanisms of tax work. I think an important part of that, quite honestly, is, um, and I'm getting a bit wonkish share, so guys, forgive me, really when you look at identity on blockchain, um, how does the world of taxation evolve if we have confirmed identity for businesses and individuals, or even things like, um, think about resale certificates leveraging the blockchain uh, with confirmed identity and authenticity. You begin to see how that um, can become potentially a much more efficient system overall um, and then the flip side of this, to, to, to take the taxation conversation a bit further, and I'm sure Eric has thoughts on this, um, look at the world of crypto assets. Look at how that evolving world will be impacted and what happens when people are paid in cryptocurrency or tokens. How are, is taxation managed and recognized? And I know 
uh, CPA.com and AICPA have been really uh, at, at the cutting edge of trying to understand some of that, but that's an evolving system as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I, Eric, I think there's even that? some analogies to what we just were talking about with the subledger. I think this, this is the, the examples that, Ron, you just highlighted of, you know, putting some type of, uh, you know, government-based tracking uh, public blockchain system in place. Um, has would have a, have a lot of value, um, and that that could be. Does that mean, you know, it's replacing taxation? No, it's 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 it will be a method to collect some taxes. And I think, you know, the, today in today's world, um, it's just talking about the U.S. market. You know, you know, fifty fifty percent of the market could easily uh, be done in a uh, self-driven automated return today. So it's not like you need blockchain to, you know, help with uh, tax, tax automation in that, in that part of the category. So, but I, I just, I just think the way you described that, Ron, uh, th- these are every category um, uh, has a complex problem that can be solved by putting in place um, a blockchain system. But that's that's how it's going to happen. It's going to happen, uh, you know, niche by niche, you know, uh, you know uh, tax issue uh, uh, accounting issue by accounting issue or uh, 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 transaction marketplace. So I think that's how we need to think about this. And I think as you as you see this this adoption continue to evolve, you're going to have firms specializing in, you know, related categories, just like uh, the businesses that serve these categories are are specializing. Yep. Yeah. Interesting stuff. So I'm going to, we have got two minutes left before our our last break here and want to, I hope tee something up for, for Ron Baker in the, in the, the last segment. And that is about a month ago, uh, Ron and I had a guy by the name of George Gilder on our show, and uh, I think some of you might have heard heard of the book called Life After Google, which is really just kind of taking taking the the technology world by storm lately. Uh, his his position is, of course, that uh, that what the blockchain is going to do, and I think he specifically talks about Ethereum, is build security into whatever is the subsequent uh, evolvement of the internet. Right, and it will be then security will be at the layer of the the, the network itself, which um, I think is fascinating. Just to to quick story on this, and then we'll we'll take I'll take our break. Is uh, Ron and I have experimented with the the Brave browser. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. And uh, what, what we've done with the, the two website properties for this, the Soul of Enterprise as well as Verisage, is that if people are on the Brave browser and come to our site, we get a micropayment. So I'm just fessing up right now that we've earned 42 cents so far. Um, so, and we don't know what we don't know how to tax it. We don't. So like we're, we're, That's you we're know what? To... you just gave a perfect <laughs> example, a much simpler example uh, than even Ron's example, or maybe some of the descriptions we just had of the sub ledger. Because that, I think that that's what this is all about is is, is systems like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool stuff. All right, uh, last break. Want to remind you, you can get a hold of Ron or me. The email address is asktsoe at verisage.com. Website, the soul of enterprise, and of course now our Patreon site, which is Patreon p a t r e o n at slash dot com slash t s o e, and that's where you can listen to the show commercial free, as well as listen to bonus episodes uh, as as well. Uh, but right now, a word from our sponsor, and of course my employer, Sage. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. There is no blueprint for running the perfect firm. No way to know the challenges you'll face. But your journey does not have to be an odyssey. Experience what it is like for every part of your firm to be connected. Experience a practice management tool where everything is just a click away. Experience Office Tools. To learn more, visit officetools.com. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Solemn Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Eric Askerson of the CPA.com and Ron Quaranta of the uh, Wall Street Journal Blockchain Alliance. And Not Journal, Ron. It's just oh, Wall oh, sorry. Street Wall Street. Alliance. Sorry. Go, <laughs> I always think of Wall Street Journal. Journal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, guys, I, I know Ed brought up George Gilder, and we had him on, uh, and his book, Life After Google, is really interesting, but he's making the argument that the blockchain actually bakes in the security, which is now kind of an app afterthought in the cloud and bakes it into the architecture. So he's arguing for a new architecture of, of for security and owning your own data and, and actually dispersing the clouds throughout the blockchain, which is just fascinating. But I, I've got kind of a more soft question, more qualitative question for, for each of you, because I'm really curious. When you see technology like this, especially radical technology like blockchain and cryptocurrencies, where even the regulations haven't been flushed out yet, and everybody's kind of struggling for you know with it, and different governmental agencies are trying to claim jurisdiction over it, um, those tech types of technologies manifest themselves in business model changes. And I'm just curious, uh, both of your opinions, how you see... What has to happen to the traditional CPA firm business model or even legal firm or any other company? What has to happen to their business model to incorporate this new technology? Because there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to have to change. And that includes how we price, what we measure internally, and and a whole bunch of other things, how we train, how we hire, and, and all the way down the line. I guess, Eric, I'll start with you for how do you see it unfolding for CPA firms? 
Well, what I think is a positive, and, you know, Ron, I know you at various age have been, you know, thinking a lot about, you know, value pricing over the past decade, is from a technology standpoint that, you know, cloud computing has changed the business model, in, in particular for accounting services, for providing virtual CFO, you know, client accounting, outsourcing, whatever you want to call it. So that business model changed dramatically, and I think the firms, firms of all sizes, have realized that. I mean, today it's about about ten percent uh, of their firm revenue, and to do that right, you needed to change your pricing model. Uh, you needed to change some staffing models. So I actually think this for for CPA firms, this evolution to the cloud has set us up well for these next disruptive technologies that are that are here. They're not just on the horizon, be it artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, or blockchain. And in some ways, all of these are possible because now we've moved to this, this, this cloud computing uh, infrastructure. So I think, yes, I think, uh, and I'm, I, you know, I think we're, I think that AI machine learning areas are going to have sooner impacts in some ways on the accounting services, tax, and audit areas. Uh, and they will evolve those services. And then blockchain in, is is probably as much a client side technology that will that the firms need to understand um, versus you know blockchain you know changing their delivery of services. So sorry if I answered that you know with you know talking a little bit about what the landscape of changes have been over the past ten years. But I think that's that's a that's a productive way to look at it. Sure. No, thank you. That's that's very good, Ron. What are your thoughts on how business models have to change in in the professional landscape? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think this is you know I I take take a very holistic picture of this all, and I think it applies to the accounting profession globally. I think it ap- applies quite honestly to most every profession that's out there. In the wake of a lot of the technologies uh, that that Eric alluded to, including blockchain technology. One of the things we often focus on is this is an opportunity across different industry segments, including the accounting profession, to ask, how do you do what you do and why do you do it that way? And, and when you begin to peel that back and you begin to understand um, the functions of particular roles, you begin to understand what needs to evolve in the wake of machine learning and AI and, and um, self-driving cars. And things like blockchain empower and enable I, I would argue business models we, we haven't even seen yet. What happens in an IoT world where dozens, hundreds of billions of, of the devices are not just connected but are exchanging value? What does that mean for the accounting function or the legal practice? <clears throat> and so I, I would argue that in the future we'll see new models, and we didn't even begin to touch on, uh, and I'm almost hesitant to raise it, but de- decentralized autonomous organizations and what the world of corporate structure will even look like. So I would argue that all the technologies that that, that Eric referenced, uh, including blockchain, reinvents those roles, uh, gets them to evolve over time, and really gives us an opportunity to envision a world that is is going to function differently. It really powers. Yeah, that's a- just jump. I'll just say the value, though the value opportunity has never been better. There's never been a better time to be starting a firm or to be in a firm, uh, and I, I think. That is, you look at the marketplace, the, you know, I was just doing some, you know, reads on, you know, the general, you know, CPA profession marketplace. Again, it, you know, grow, is growing at, you know, much higher than, than GDP, you know, almost double GDP. 
And it's because the complexity is continuing to increase. So I think the firms that are leveraging the technology foundation uh, of these new capabilities and are you know focusing on their niche areas, they they really have an opportunity just to continue to grow their business. So it's it, it it's taking it takes a lot of new learning to understand you know what what is what will AI do, what will blockchain do. But then if they do that, uh, the, the 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 future outlook for their for the market is, is very, very positive. You know, uh, Ron, that's a great point about the autonomous organizations because I, I think about the disruption for Uber. I mean, if I if if I have a car who, that's 90% idle, why would I become an Uber driver with an autonomous car? I could, just, I could just rent it out myself through the blockchain, use the same technology, the trust factors, all of that, and then just eliminate Uber from the entire picture. With the Internet yep. of Things and, and, and everything else, it... yeah, and the same thing with social media. When you look at the model that says how do you own your own data versus what we have today, which is you don't, there are huge economic opportunities there, and and you know roles will need to evolve to to keep up with that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a fascinating question. The other thing I'm curious, you guys, is where do you think the regulation should sit for this? It seems like the SEC's got one opinion, the IRS has got one opinion. You know, what what is an IPO or an ICO? Is it a is it a security? Is it a you know goods and services? Just it it just seems like we're kind of in regulatory quicksand. How do you see the regulation playing out? I mean, the, the IRS is always you know kind of in some ways they they they're going to make sure they're. If 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 money's being made, they want they want to they want to tax it. I think the the SEC is is very concerned uh, with making sure there's not you know a fraud fraud occurring, and I think that's something that they're they're watching. And I think the rate the rate so the regulate in the regulation if you for these markets and Ron, you you can comment on that. Uh, it's needed. It's needed, and uh, you know at a lot of. Um, events that I'm at, you know, when you hear about people that are trying to advance the whole blockchain category, you know, the message they're giving to the people in the market is to really encourage regulation. You need, it's interesting that, you know, Bitcoin was created because you wanted to be outside of regulation in some ways, but for these, the, these to truly take, these new technologies to truly take off, you need regulatory frameworks, you need the lawyers, you need, you need the auditors in place because those are the arteries of finance and arteries of business. Uh, so in the end, regulation will be one of the enablers. But what, what do you think, Ron? And we've only yeah, got that, about that, a half minute, Ron. Right. We've come very far from uh, the origins of this kind of utopia and not needing regulation and banks uh, for things like payment rails. And I would tell you that we regularly speak to regulators uh, globally um, and, and they're keen to leverage the benefits of technology. They don't want to get in the way of, of innovation, but they absolutely um, are committed, as they should be, to their, their mandates of investor protections and consumer protections worldwide. So um, there's a lot of opportunity in reg tech as well that will leverage blockchain technology to make that better. Sure. Well, gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Eric and Ron, for sharing your thoughts on this. I'm, I'm sure we'll have you back to talk about this as, he, as it evolves because it's such a dynamic process. Uh, so thank you so much, guys, for appearing on the Soul of Enterprise. Ed, what do we have next week? Ron, next week we have our interview with Econ Talks' Russ Roberts. Right on. I'll see you in 167 hours.
This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. In the meantime, please do visit us at www.thesoulofenterprise.com. 